there's more to the partner than just this fact and to show them that like i i don't dislove you because of this i love you for all of this yeah and i want to be a part of your growth in not doing this because this doesn't meet our growth of a couple as a family you know this isn't this isn't how i want to live my life Imagine a life where you feel supported, connected, and understood. I get it. Being a mom is hard, especially when you're spinning so many plates. We exhaust ourselves trying to create the perfect life for our family. You deserve to enjoy your family without the stress perfectionism brings. On this podcast, I provide practical and relatable life experiences. I teach women quick and easy-to-use strategies to help them reclaim their identity, reignite their marriage, and enjoy their children. If you're ready to be challenged, then pull up a chair, grab a pen and paper, because it's about to go down. I'm Veronica Cisneros, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and this is the Empowered and Unapologetic Podcast. Hey ladies, welcome to the Empowered and Unapologetic Podcast. I am your host, Veronica Cisneros. Today's episode, I've gotten a lot of questions on, and I've been thinking, who should I have on that'll really help us address this issue? Well, I wanted to make sure I provided you guys with somebody that I knew, somebody that was an expert in this field, and somebody that would provide you with just some information that you're able to take and apply right off the bat. So today's guest is Carly Herbert, who is a licensed marriage and family therapist, a CATC-4 certified, who has graduated and who is personally, well, I shouldn't say personally, who is our clinical director here at Outside the Norm Counseling. Her and I actually went to the same, um, we both were in the same master's program. So she has a substantial amount of education, not only as a licensed marriage and family therapist, but also as an addiction specialist. She is married to her childhood sweetheart of eight years, and they have one beautiful daughter who I absolutely adore and is a thousand percent full of life. She is also trained in emotional transformation therapy, which helps client relieve trauma. Carly absolutely loves helping her clients live their best life and being a part of their growth, which is a huge, huge, um, of huge importance to her. So please help me by welcoming Carly Herbert. Hey, Carly. Hello. So I'm excited to have you on again. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. Me too. I was so happy that we were talking about this because this is something that women definitely need to have in their toolbox. So. Definitely. So I'm going to go over a little bit about, um, what women are experiencing. So if you don't mind, I'm going to go ahead and read this brief story. Yeah. So she says, I often find my husband stays up a little bit longer than I stay up. And it wasn't such a big deal until I noticed that he started disconnecting from me. And after much time, I realized 
that I was not feeling, we we just weren't having sex as often as we once were before. And I ended up going through his phone and I found that he's on Reddit, he's on Instagram, and he's also on all of these porn sites. I'm open to having sex, but I just don't understand why he's doing these things. He's admitted to me that it is a problem and he'd like to stop, but he just doesn't know how. Please help. And so can you take us through what exactly partners can do, us wives can do, if our partner is struggling with a sexual addiction? Absolutely. So I have many clients come to me who are struggling with this problem. So usually I'm working with the men, but I have had some female clients who also struggle with this as well. Yeah. Um, there's a huge stigma around porn and how every couple integrates it, excludes it and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And what I want to empower everyone with is the ability to just communicate even around it, right? Because kind of like what we talked about last time um, we got together is everybody's got a different version of what a sexual addiction is, right? So I got together five top things I think that women should know Um, just to think about before they have that conversation or while they're having it. Yeah. So, well, so, so before you go give us the five, what would you say a sexual addiction is? How do I know if my partner has a sexual addiction? So frequency. Okay. If, if your partner is utilizing the, website or whatnot and there's this hidden facet to it they're trying to be discreet um they're spending money on it that's causing financial disturbance um if you find that these things are happening there's a potential for your spouse to be suffering with an addiction if they can, if they're only doing it once in a while, that wouldn't be considered an addiction. It's a, you know, it, it's this feeling of a violation in the relationship, but it's not yeah. an addiction. And gotcha. So an addiction really needs to have this high frequency. Like how frequent? So what are we looking for? Every day, a few times a day. Yeah, I've had so I know I've had clients and this this is obviously extreme, but I know I've had um I've worked with people in the past where um they would masturbate and it would hurt. Like it would it would hurt because yeah. they masturbated so much and yeah. it was it was no longer something enjoyable and with porn, you know, the amount of porn that they were watching and the level of porn that they were watching became so different because they weren't able to, they weren't able to be satisfied. Right. Right. And this kind of plays along with, you know, somebody looking for that high. Exactly. 
And I've heard several addicts say, like, you're always looking for that first high and yeah. you're disappointed because you don't get it. Exactly. Is this the same for sex addiction? Absolutely. Your tolerance gets different, you know, and the body isn't just like a push button. There you go. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there is going to be this desensitization that happens down in the genitals because it's not organically getting that natural stimulated process. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that that is definitely a problem. So then to have just a, a genuine organic sex life with your partner becomes almost impossible. Yeah. Um there are a lot of, you know, obviously this is something that's not talked about at all. Um, so, yes, would you go into what are some of the five steps that us women need to take? Absolutely. So the very, very first one is being honest and upfront. I highly encourage we just rip the Band-Aid off and we just start talking about it, you know, in a way that is... Not, oh, you have a problem, again, more or less. I want to talk about us as a couple and what this looks like. Because if you point the finger, right, they're instantly going to shut down. But just, I want to talk about the subject of porn. So that's that's my first suggestion. What do you do if the husband's like, no. I don't want to have this discussion and I'm not going to have this discussion because yeah, I agree with you. We do need to be honest and upfront. Um, however, when our partners aren't willing to have this conversation with us or are denying that they're even doing this, how do we, how do we rip the bandaid? Yeah. So I actually encourage couples to talk about it in the beginning of the relationship Okay. Not when it's actually a problem. <laughs> yeah. So if we are having that conversation when it's a problem, right? And that 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 spouse saying, no, I don't want to talk about it. It's it's having this, you know, um understanding of like, wow, they instantly felt the shame. Like they instantly felt seen and to bring them back to, but I want to talk about it as, as it relates to our marriage. I'm not saying I'm pushing you up against the wall, but I want to have this conversation. So if you're not ready to have it right this second, know that I want to have it still. So if you need an hour or tomorrow, I still want to have it. So being kind of adamant that you want to have that conversation. Statistically, what would you say, how many men struggle with porn addiction? So I would say probably with the research and my experience and talking with other professionals, probably about 65%. Okay. Really? 65% of men struggle with porn addictions. Wow. And it... It's it's changed over the years. Our modes are very different. You know, your grandpa had a Playboy and now your kid has a cell phone that goes everywhere, you yeah. know. So it's it's changed over 
the course of time. So the influx, plus we're talking about it a lot more. Um, What I see is the wife wants to leave the marriage. Yeah. Or if, if the, if it doesn't stop. So that's when I get a lot of people at that like tail end of like, oh, it is definitely a problem. They're ready to talk about it and try to figure it out. So that's my next one. My next topic is expressing your feelings around porn. Mm -hmm. So, you know, everybody has, you know, different takes on it and and how it's used. Um, But this is just where, you know, you really want to feel honest And not that, you know, you're not worthy or they're not worthy. It's just how you feel about it. I don't prefer you to use porn. Or I think this is a little too often. Because, like, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with you using it. But I need to be a part of the scenario. Or just, just being open of whether you're for it, whether you're against it, and why. Yeah. Well, I I think kind of like going back with what you're saying, a lot of women are not for it, you know, especially if they're open to having sex with their husband and they're willing, you know, it brings up so many insecurities. It brings up so many feelings. And so, you know, is this with addiction, is that something you can totally say, listen, you're done, you can't do it anymore. And then how would you even monitor that? Yeah. So what I do is I ask the clients to actually go into the third one, <laughs> have uh, discuss expectations, yeah. um, set setting the rule isn't collaborative. So if your par- partner is really struggling, we need to hear what's really realistic for them. Yeah. Um, I had a, a, um, a former client who was using every single day and I had them on a titration plan. So that's where the use decreases over time. Yeah. And so him and his wife decided that on Friday mornings, that was, so he kind of did it a little quickly. I was expecting a few times a week, but he chose to just go down from every day to one day. And this is, he had a porn addiction. He had a porn addiction. Absolutely. So he chose to just go to one Friday mornings and his wife knew. And that was the only time that they agreed that was his time. He did it. And we did that for three weeks. And a big part of addiction is reconditioning the brain, rewiring what satisfies you and what doesn't. Gotcha. Right. So over time, he wasn't getting that stimulation anymore and he chose to just stop after three weeks but following it very clearly um and we found other things that help stimulate him without using the porn so again it's not that the porn is the enemy it's a tool the like drinking the the alcohol isn't the enemy it's 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 the tool being used 
So we're, we're really mad at the tool. Yeah. <laughs> because our husband's being a tool. <laughs> um, but, but discussing the expectations is really important. And then leading into it, the fourth one is setting those boundaries. So my client and his wife, they set that boundary only on Friday in the morning. And the goal is to eradicate all together because they both felt uncomfortable with it at all. Mm -hmm. Now for that client, a religious tone was placed over him. So there was this internal rebellion of this is something I shouldn't be doing, but I'm going to do it. And it makes me feel good. Yeah. Something that the wife could not produce. Yeah. So we really had to work through that in therapy. So I would tell, you know, women that if their husband is super struggling with this, you know, finding um, an addictions counselor would be really helpful to do this together. Yeah. Um, Just because it it feels, it's just done in a safer way. Yeah. Because I can hold, you know, accountability a little differently. Yeah, definitely. So, and then the last one I have is just having compassion. You know, your partner's not doing this to spite you or throwing it in your face that you're not worthy. You know, this really can be a compulsion that, like I said, takes time to recondition. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's not like my wife's, you know, bitch and I don't like her anymore. Oh yeah. She wants to have sex, but I don't care. I'm going to go do this. Right. And a lot of the time I see men fall into it. It's not that, you know, they were like, Oh, my wife's just bored or not here. Let me just do this. But they do it. And then they get that first tie. Like, Oh, this seems a little dangerous. Oh, she doesn't like it. Oh, like we, we, we do this like story in our mind, right? Where consciously they're not thinking that they were just like, that worked out kind of well and I can close it and we're done. Hmm. What would you you say? Oh, go go ahead. ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. What would you say? Like, how is this started? How is this porn addiction? How does it start? So men are taught really, I'll be honest, to sexualize women. Yeah. They just are. And I think when they are seeking that attention, porn is very one accessible, you know, two you're getting to see something that maybe, you know, your partner isn't open to doing. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, I've had clients that are into very exotic um, kinds of porn. And, you know, to understand that compulsion was very challenging for the wife. Yeah. And just like totally thrown off. Um but it, it, it's subtle, 
And you don't just wake up one day and start masturbating seven times a day, every day. Mm -hmm. It it definitely is something that, that works its way up. Um, And again, I think sometimes how it's viewed in the home, you know, did dad show you his playboy? Did he not? You know, was that something that was even talked about in your family? Yeah. So that can definitely be a part of how the addiction can get created. I know looking for the right therapist can be challenging. However, feeling overwhelmed and disconnected is even harder. Life is filled with several twists and turns, some more severe than others. We do our best to handle them as they come and find ourselves at a loss, not knowing what to do or who to turn to. The clinicians here at Outside the Norm Counseling are here to help. We are here to assist you through this time of need. Together, we will identify your strengths and goals and teach you healthy coping skills. Together, we will develop a plan to help you live the life you want to live. Our team is compassionate, genuine, and we take a great deal of pride in providing an empathetic, non-judgmental approach to all of our clients. It's time. You've waited long enough, whether it be for you, your child, or if you're in need of a couple session. We are highly trained clinicians ready to guide you. Schedule an appointment now by calling 951-395-3288. Again, that number is 951-395-3288. We're looking forward to meeting you and being a part of your journey. And then how long is recovery? Like, what is, what does it look like? Like how, so, you know, you have, I have several women who have come to me and who've said like, my husband is addicted to porn or my husband's, you know, liking all these girls photos on Instagram or he's on Reddit, which I had no clue what Reddit was until I Mm -hmm. was getting all these questions about the same thing over and over. Yeah. So I... I I ask clients, what are you, what are you finding you're getting? Like, what's the most, like, what's the top thing you're getting from that experience? Yeah. Looking at Instagram girls or being on Reddit and like, what feeling are you getting that you're not trying to do in your marriage? Right? Like, when did communicating with your wife about this stop? And then they're like, well, you know, she had a baby. And I didn't think she was into that. But again, it's it's a communication breakdown. You know, and they then that's why I want women to talk about this. Hey, honey, do you watch porn? <laughs> like what does that do for you? Right. And do you want to keep doing it or, you know, just really understanding again, it's not this crazy attack against us that, you know, we are not worthy. It's the communication has just fallen off and we need to reconnect back into our marriage. And that level of intimacy needs to be um, reworked. Yeah. Because, you know, if a partner is seeking that 
stimulation from someone else, there's a reason that they're not maybe acknowledging, Yeah. right? Women were not mind readers, you know? So how would we know that they're not getting what they're needing if they don't communicate it? Yeah. So I'm going to we- oh, go ahead. I'm going to read this one um, story because as you're saying this, it's like, yeah, I, I agree with you. You know, um, one, one lady states, I confronted him and we had a long discussion. He said he would put more effort in and I saw improvement for about one to two weeks. And then it was back to him being distant during sex and taking a while to finish, which I always know means he had pleasure. He had pleasured himself that day. (sighs) Whatever. It is normal. I get that. But I just always ask him to try and do it in a way that doesn't affect our sex life together. During that conversation, we decided together two rules to help us stay on track. One, it is 50-50. No more. It is always being being on me to initiate it. He also has to initiate and we go back and forth to make it easier. And two, we each bring something new to the bedroom once a month. We both felt great about the conversation and he acts like it is the general act of masturbation that I'm not okay with. But I told him it's the timing of the masturbation that upsets me. And he says, sorry, and that gets, and that he gets it and all that crap. But it's the third time in the last month we've had similar conversations and I just don't know what to do anymore. And so it sounds like she is having conversations. Yep. You know, it sounds like she is doing her best to understand his place. And she is being very, you know, there is definitely, you know, boundaries set in place. And it sounds like even with these boundaries, even with these conversations, even with her expressing her feelings and even discussing her expectations, it's still something he is doing. What do we do then? Yeah. Well, he's not following through, though, with the masturbating. Bingo. So what do we do? What do we do in those modes that he's not following through? I've done one through five. You know, now what? So we call him back out of set boundaries because he's also he's obviously not capable of following this boundary. So we need to rework it. You know, why do you have to masturbate at all? Is that more of, you know, do we need at this point, because, you know, we're going to ask these questions. Yeah. But at this point, you mentioned a lot of, you know, that these are things that you worked on with the couples. Do they need to find a therapist if they're at this point where these five steps aren't working? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because if we're if we're trying our best to follow these boundaries and we're trying to be very open hearted and like, absolutely, I would do these, but they are just not capable of doing it. That's where that inner work comes from. You know, um, people with trauma have a very hard time with sexual functioning. Yeah. So, you know, if your partner is someone that has that, definitely working with a therapist is going to help improve that. So why would I go to an addiction specialist instead of maybe a sex specialist or sex therapist? Um, 
Like, how does this, how is this fall under the same category of alcoholism, drug addiction, pill substance use, love addiction, right? How does this fall under, how does this porn addiction fall under those categories or, or does it? Yeah. So I would go to a sex therapist if I'm having a problem with my intimacy or, um, like why he's masturbating that I would definitely go to a sex therapist. But if the frequency of it is happening, there's, there's an addiction component to it. So that's where I would delineate the difference between I figured out the addiction, but I'm still not able to connect intimately that's where I would see the sex therapist. So the sex therapist would be more of, you know, um, you know, maybe erectile dysfunction, sexual intimacy, but I'm going to you if my partner's struggling with a porn addiction. Correct. Why would you say that porn addiction, substance use and alcoholism, right? Why, why would that fall under the same category? So we're utilizing something to fill a need. Bingo. Yeah. So I, as an addiction specialist, counselor, understand that. And I can help navigate to acknowledging the addiction, working with how to reduce and how to reestablish meeting our needs in healthy ways. Gotcha. Okay. And so, so we find out, you know, this is an actual addiction. My husband's, let's say my husband's addicted to porn or my partner's addicted to porn. Um, is it something that I come, do I come with you to therapy or is it just him that goes, how does this work? What, what, what should women expect? I think women can expect a lot of denial. Okay. And I think having examples of what's actually bothering you. So you doing a little bit of your own work of like, I've seen you do this every single day and now you're spending money on OnlyFans and I'm not okay with it. And I think we need to get help or we need to be very honest of what we're doing here. Cause mm-hmm. we aren't going to, I, I'm not comfortable doing this anymore. Yeah. So like I said, most of the time it's been women confronting men and then gotcha. them all coming to me yeah. and us talking about it, but me usually working with the man to like understand what the need is. Yeah. So we signed, so it sounds like they would go ahead and schedule an appointment to meet with an addiction counselor. And it sounds like the person who's struggling with the addiction would see you solely. And then would the wife be integrated into the sessions? Would that happen right away? Do you want her going to the first session? What does this look like? Yeah, I love, I I love them to come to the first session to kind of get better context of, you know, how the dynamic works and then, you know, what the wife's expectations are. And then as we 
navigate through, like I said, I like a titration plan where we slowly remove it out. Uh, obviously, if there's any unsafe behaviors, we want to eliminate those immediately. But something that the wife is usually genuinely okay with. Um, and then I work with the um, husband usually. And then slowly um, we do check-ins with wife. So then wife will come in and tell us her progress. And because I've worked with this, I do try to work with the intimacy as well of like, hey, it's like, how has it been? And and they you know, they start to improve. And then the, the sex addiction has usually been, I want to say six months to eight months gotcha. in their termination plans. You know, once they're reconnecting and they're, they're utilizing other things, it can go pretty quicker than my other more challenging diagnoses. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and then with sex addiction, what would you, so we're recommending therapy, right? If you've tried all of these things and it's still not working. And then are there any support groups that um, you would recommend the client go see? Yeah, there's, um, there is sex addiction anonymous. So there's Al-Anon. Again, Al-Anon is good for any type of um, partner suffering from anyone's addiction, whether that's sex, drugs, alcohol, gambling, they can get support because it's, it is basic, basically doing the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Awesome. Any other information you would give um, someone who is married to someone who's struggling with addiction, with this porn addiction? I want to just encourage that there's more to the partner than just this, this fact and to show them that like, I, I don't dislove you because of this. I love you for all of this. Yeah. And I want to be a part of your growth in not doing this because this doesn't meet our growth of a couple as a family, you know, this isn't, this isn't how I want to live my life. Yeah. I love that you said that. I want to go ahead and read one more. Um, so she says, um, I would be interested in learning how to forgive your partner or heal a relationship after you've discovered your partner is addicted to looking at Instagram, models, sex, images, porn. We had a great sex life until I found out, but it's totally crushed my desire for him at this point. We talked about everything in depth multiple times, but I still find myself incredibly turned off and not wanting to connect with him. We have a beautiful son and home together. I would love to be able to repair my image of him and move forward in our relationship, but I don't know how to regain the trust and desire. And I wanted to bring it up just because, you know, where we're at right now. Um, and so with this struggle, you mentioned showing this level of compassion. I want to make sure, you know, that I also highlight this is going to cause a great amount of distress for any relationship, right? And, um, you know, with us discovering that our partner is struggling with addiction, 
um, yeah, it does. It it definitely does leave you with, you know, a different a different way of viewing your partner. And so I appreciate you saying, you know, going to Al Anon meetings, you know, developing a deeper understanding of what porn addiction is, um, so that you don't get lost in it. Yeah, I, I always encourage women that your partner isn't a definition of you. Mm. But at the same time, I I extremely empathize with that story of the trust being broken. Yep. You know, that, that was a trust violation. And that's why I really, really encourage women to talk about it early. Don't yeah. wait for this conversation to pop up when it's already an issue. Talk gotcha. about it in the very beginning. If you've been together for 30 years, still talk about it because it's it's something that we are, you know, socially, you know, stigmatized or no. And I don't want women's values to be crushed because yeah. they they don't want to have this conversation. They don't want to find out that they're not enough. Yeah. That is not the case. And again, when people are struggling with this silently, it is a struggle. Absolutely. And I don't I don't want anyone to be I don't want anyone to struggle. But right? you know, I, I want everyone to feel like they have a place to be heard. Mm-hmm. And you're marriage should be a place where you are heard. Definitely. Definitely. And I appreciate that this is not a reflection of who you are and your level of worthiness. And it is very important you take care of yourself. One final question. So, you know, this couple is coming to you and seeking, um, you know, help for this porn addiction. Do you recommend that they go see a couples therapist is this part of couples work? Like, what does this look like? You know, every case is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. You know, if I've worked with the addiction part, and we still have the, you know, the sexual challenges, I'll totally refer to the sex therapist, right? Um, If we find that this is more of a, a couples, you know, rebellion, you know, it'll be a couple mode. So it really just depends on the the couple, mm-hmm. whether wife doesn't want to be a part of it and she's already checked out. And now, you know, I have to work with him and support him. And yeah, it, it really just every case is a little bit different. But I think finding that right mode is definitely helpful. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a a well-trained therapist will know what mode you need. Gotcha. And it sounds like we definitely need to address the addiction first before we go into couples therapy, right? You know, um, and that's kind of like it with everything else. Yeah. Carly, thank you so much for jumping on and just really, you know, shedding some light on this topic. This is definitely a conversation not a lot of couples have. 
Um, I know a lot of women struggle with this because they find porn as a form of infidelity. You know, he stepped out of my of the marriage or stepped out of the relationship because I found him watching porn. And I'm glad, you know, one of your first steps is being honest and upfront, you know, um, with what you discovered or, you know, just whatever it is, having that conversation and even being able to identify what infidelity looks like for the two of you, you know, what the meaning is. And I love that you highlighted, you know, for the you know, for the woman, if the man is the one struggling with addiction, I love that you highlighted being able to develop an understanding of what porn represents to him because it's nothing against the woman. It feels like it's against, you know, the woman. And at the same time, it exposes all of these insecurities, right? And at the same time, being able to go ahead and be educated by, you know, an addiction specialist such as yourself to really hone in on, wait a minute, this is a coping skill. This is an addiction. This is a disease. And this individual needs help. So I love that you highlighted that. Thank you so much for jumping on and really, really helping us out with this matter. Of course, you know, again, supporting and empowering women is something we hold very near and dear to our heart. And I'm so honored to be here. Yeah. Thank you again. All right, Carly. Well, I get to see you right now because you and I work together. (laughs) Thank you again. We can all use a little help in our marriage, especially when it comes to communicating. I have created a guide just for you. And guess what? It's 100% free. I will give you practical tips and easy to use strategies to apply right now. That's right. Right now. Today. You all know I'm a huge advocate for you mamas and I am on a mission to help you experience true connection and stress-free living. Ladies, we are setting our marriages up for success. It starts with you. You will find this freebie here in my show notes or go to empoweredandunapologetic.com forward slash guide. The information I will be providing you is next level and people pay good money to get these tips that I will be giving you for free. Don't forget to share this with a friend who needs it. What's up, ladies? Just want to let you guys know that your ratings and reviews for this podcast are greatly appreciated. If you love this podcast, please go to iTunes right now, write a review, rate the episode, and subscribe. Don't forget to share it with your friends. Hey there. This is Casey McGuire Davidson, host of the Hello Someday podcast. I'm an ex-red wine girl turned life coach who helps busy women change their relationship with alcohol. I spent 20 years climbing the corporate ladder while drinking a bottle of wine a night to unwind. In the Hello Someday podcast, my goal is to teach you the tried and true secrets of creating and living a life you don't want to escape from. Each week, I'll bring you tools, lessons, and conversations to help you drink less and live more. I'll teach you how to navigate our drinking obsessed culture without a buzz and how to turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst case scenario to the best decision of your life. You can find new episodes of the Hello Someday podcast every Thursday, wherever you listen. And I hope you check it out. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. 
from ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope, listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there.